Welcome to the Token Trans. What do I say? <laughs> Welcome to the Token Trans podcast, where we talk life, love, and getting high. Grab a J and join us. We do not condone the consumption of illicit activities with anyone under the age of 21. Welcome to the Token Trans podcast, everybody. It's Bo and Aaron here again. What's going on, everybody? How are we doing? We, I'm having a good day over here in Tennessee. It's a pretty hot, so I'm staying inside, but I'm trying to stay cool. I can see if you're watching on YouTube, you can see Bo's glorious watermelon flag or um, fan. You're just fan. gonna, it, you're definitely gonna have to see that if uh, if you're not on the YouTube because that is glorious, my guy. We're staying Thank cool, you. summer heat, and we wanted to talk to you guys today about our experiences and the challenges of being trans in the workplace, being trans at work. Man, that is there's a lot of layers to that. There's a lot of layers to that, and uh, it's it's a dance. It's a delicate dance. Uh, so we wanted to make an episode to talk about what that looked like for us, what got us through it, how it can help you get through it. Because everybody's got to make that money, man. You got to get that hustle going. You gotta you gotta go to work. Gotta get that bread. And gotta get that bread, boys. Oh, so I mean, you know, I want to make sure that we can at least help in the ways that we can get you out there because I know that it can be tough. Even just the thought of starting to apply for a job uh, in general, let alone thinking about the workspace after. So yeah, that's a lot. I love, I love starting with applications. That's a good idea. I think we should start with applying for jobs as a trans person, specifically as an out trans person. Um, That I think that we should specify that that's what we're talking about. Right. Yeah. Um, navigating in the closet would be a totally different thing that yeah. um, I lot- don't personally have the experience with. Right. Um, but what I can say about applying while trans is that it is a lot easier than I thought it was going to be. Yeah. Um, easier in that so like i've always been very openly trans and uh sometimes that's the first thing i tell someone about me um because it's relevant right because it's relevant (laughs) to what i need to like in dating apps or whatever i'm like i'm trans i didn't i don't have bottom surgery i have a bunch of you know what i mean like i i am straightforward right if i'm i'm not going to waste my time So when applying to a job that I'm not sure is accepting of trans people or not, it's the first thing I'm going to mention in the, if I, if I get an interview or in the application. Um, and one of the first things that can make that clear a lot, well, in my experience, a lot of places didn't have a preferred name. Yeah, section. that's the first stumble every time. What's your name? Man, I can't. We're, we just started this paper and I'm already, I can't even answer number one. So, yeah. yeah that so what What I always did was, of course, they, they mean you, if there isn't a preferred name section, the name that they need is your legal one. If that's, if you haven't had a legal name change and you don't go by that name or you consider your legal name to be your dead name and you don't want to be uh, referred to by it. Like I, like that was my case. Um, I would put in my legal name in the name section. 
And in parentheses, in yes. the same line, I would say preferred name Bo. Yes. And I didn't, right. I didn't write preferred name. I just put in parentheses. But but that yeah. but that makes sense because you're explicitly saying this is my preferred name. It's not just like my middle name or some. Yeah. No, I like that. Right. Yeah. Because if if you just said Bo, then they would think that to be like an alias for i see yeah background checks i can see you know that. what i mean smart smart so that's why i put preferred name because that's also like a term that you see um when learning about gender affirming or learning about trans people you know you learn yeah. about preferred name and pronouns now yeah. regardless of the argument whether it is preferred or demand or like mandatory yeah we're not getting into that but right. that was just something that um helped me express to the employer that I am trans. Now, right. whether that meant that I lost jobs that I applied to because they saw that and were like, sure. we don't want this. Sure. I don't know because yeah. I wasn't contacted by those people. But right. I do know that I wouldn't want that job anyway if exactly. that was the case. You naturally weeded them out on your own. Right. By being like this and, is, yeah, I could see that. Right. And as a trans individual, sometimes you have just inherent skills that are relevant to the job position Absolutely. you know maybe you're yeah. applying to be a camp counselor or something like that and you're like i can be inclusive i can um navigate like big emotions right i can yeah. relate like stuff Absolutely. like that and so you could be like as a trans individual i have these skills and yeah. that's also another way to put that in there yeah and you know just say that i'm i'm a valuable person because i'm offering you diversity and right. also good work ethic if you Absolutely. provide me with the environment to be accepted and feel safe at and right. um you know i think i think that's really powerful yeah it is and it takes a lot of strength to do that and to say that to walk in and be like this is how it is this is what we're going to do here and oh my god yeah you, this is how you will respect me or then i will have to leave if i'm not able to have that inclusive at least tolerable work environment um a thousand percent no i i i've i've been that token trans literally token trans guy for someone working like like working for someone where like, you know, they're able to say, I don't hate trans people. I hired a trans, you know, I've, I was literally in the room when he said that out loud. And I'm like, what are we doing here, buddy? Like, and there was just so much negativity and things, but you don't know those when you're just signing up, you don't know if it's going to be a very inclusive environment or you don't know if it's going to be uh, really complicated to, to navigate that, that space. So um yeah, I would definitely, I would definitely start by, I like your, I like your idea of naturally weeding out those places that as, as much as you can, uh, you know, for them to call you because for they, you know, they may notice or see that you're trans on the application and then something like that is already, you know, easier for them to yeah. process and you're already both on the same page about it. Right. And like you said, that it, it takes, it takes a lot. It yeah. It takes a lot to do that, especially yeah. if it's like if it's your first time, if you're if you're new to your your gender identity right. and being trans, if this is your, your first time being trans, um, <laughs> if you if you haven't identified as trans for a really long time. Right. And this is your first time applying for jobs as a trans person with a new name, with a new with a new set of pronouns. Publicly, yeah. 
Right. It's so fucking scary. And trust me, I know, but this is, you know, and I, I say it a lot, you know, because it's, I feel like tough love is important sometimes. Yeah. Life is hard. Yeah. Life is harder when you're trans. It's true. And you're going to have to do some fucking hard shit. If you want to be comfortable, yeah. you're going to have to do some fucking hard shit. You're going to have to demand the comfort. You're going to you're gonna have to demand it. Yeah. And it's not easy or comfortable, especially when you're like an introverted person or you don't want to be having these conversations in the per first place. I'm here to make some money. I'm here because I'm good at what I do. Not I'm not here because I want you to just check your box that you hired a trans person and you're yeah. going to go like I want to be valued for more than that. And um, did you when you applied, did you like so did you ever have to were you out as um, like presenting as female and then switch to your preferred name in the same job? Or was it a like I was at this job known as this and then at my new job, I was like, this is when I'm starting. Yeah, um, I did have the same job when it happened. Mm -hmm. um, so when I first got hired um, at Michael's as a framer, um, I went by Lennon and um, I didn't really, I didn't, you know, I was just, it was just Lennon. Yeah. You know, to my coworkers, sometimes they use they, them, but it was like they didn't. And during this time was also when I started um being okay with he him yeah it was at this point i was like as long as it's not she her i don't give a fuck right anything is better but, than that. right but i yeah. was still um you know i hadn't started hormones or anything yet and i wasn't expecting to not get misgendered right. um but then i started taking hormones um, I started feeling more comfortable using the men's room, started shifting to more he, him, like permanently, you know, like, um, and then I changed my name to Bo because Lennon just wasn't feeling. Yeah. I wasn't feeling he, him and Lennon because I was they, them and Lennon. I just needed a new, it, it just wasn't working for me. Right. So I was working at this Michaels as Lennon and I just decided to not bother with telling them my name changed because I feel like it would have been way too confusing for the cis people who don't understand yeah, you, didn't want to <laughs> you know make it, like, yeah, let see. me not make it hard for them yeah yeah <laughs> so yeah fucking, so, you, so you just left the name i was yeah i just i was just like whatever and over it um yeah over it and then i got a promotion and moved to a different store and i was like oh fuck yeah now's my chance yeah so <laughs> this is this is where i'm going in yeah right so what, when, I had you go my, about that? when I had my entrance interview, I was like, yes, you guys know me as Lennon. It's not Lennon anymore. It's Bo. My name's Bo. And these are my pronouns. And it was a new store, new people. I never met these people before. So fresh it wasn't start. even, it was a totally fresh start. I was lucky that I had that. And it came, it came at a pretty good time because I wasn't Lennon at that store for too long, yeah. probably less than a year. Yeah. Um, so that was really nice. And the store that I moved to, I just want to say that all my coworkers and fellow employees were super supportive of me. That's um, so dope. And never like, never misgendered me on purpose or like if it was an accident, they were quick to correct it. And like, yeah, 
would correct customers if they were around like just wow. good 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 friend. people good, good yeah yeah it was a good it was a good place to work That's um good. i so when i got promoted and moved to the different store my manager at the time was an ace queer lesbian okay let's go and i was like fuck it bet and so at this point oh, thank god for I, you <laughs> you're like <laughs> yeah so i'm like oh my god thank you i love her so much we're still friends we still talk yes, yes, um yes. i'm friends with her and her girlfriend i love them so much um and actually she came out to me recently pretty recently that um she, she said her pronouns are he her like a or what it yeah he her like a donkey <laughs> oh my god like, i've like never he, heard he's it okay with before oh my gosh like he's okay with either yeah. gendered but it, he, her, like, yeah i've never heard it put that way before ever fucking killed me neither of i was so fucking funny so um anyway i felt super safe there and yeah. at this point i started using the men's room but I'm still like, I haven't started HRT yet and I'm still menstruating. Um, and there's oh, no yeah. yep. sanitary trash can in the oh, stall. Oh, it's exhausting. And my manager is a big cis man, big, yeah. like yep. that man. Oh, but you yeah. know what? He was the best manager I've ever had. He was fucking ride or die for his employees. He always stood up for us. He, yes. he was just understanding to a fault. He made it a great work environment. It was always smiling, always cheering us on. It was so great. Oh. So I, I was like, hey, Bernard, <laughs> we got to talk. Can we go to the office? So we went to the office and he's like, hey, what's up? You know, uh, smiling like he does. Here we go. All right. And I'm like, hey, Bernard, do you know how I'm trans? And he's like, yeah. And I'm like, well, you know, I'm, I was also born a woman, you know? Like, I was born with, like, ovaries and stuff. And he's like, yeah. And I'm like, well, I'm just saying that, like, I use the men's room. And he's like, I got you. <laughs> he got it. You didn't even have to He say got it. it. I yeah. didn't have to do nothing. And nice. he put a He just, he went to, wa Walmart was in the same parking lot. He went to Walmart that day, like, during my shift, grabbed a little trash can. Yeah. And fucking put it in the trash and put, fucking just put it in the stall. That's all he had to what do. What a Fuck. guy. And you know it's what? It's so simple. I it was the framer's job to uh, like take out the trash in the bathroom and stuff. Mm -hmm. So I was like when I would take the, tra you know, the, the trash out, it wasn't yeah. just like my trash in there. Yeah, it was uh, like other people's trash, like candy wrappers and shit. And like, yeah, but when they blow their nose, they put instead sure. of flush it, they put it down there. But, uh, but you know, yeah, wow, there was all kinds of trash in there. So it wasn't like, like, nobody was like, why is there like, why is there a trash can in the men's room? Why, why is there yeah. bloody, bloody shit? Why is there pads, yeah. pads wrappers in the trash cans? They don't yeah, do that. No. <laughs> yeah, no, they go on with their day. No, that is so dope that they just put it straight in there, like that fast, ready to go. What an yeah. experience. That's remarkable. It was really great. I, I also, I, I had my first experience coming, like coming out at, like in the workplace um, was, a really positive one i was in oregon so i was in a, a lot more of a um, inclusive like positive environment for queer people 
mm -hmm. specifically in Eugene. So it was like very, very positive. And at the time I was, I had, I had gotten the job by my dead name and everyone knew me by my dead name and she, her uh, pronouns. And then when I really, when I want, after a couple of years of processing these feelings and was like talking with who I was dating at the time and talking with like my old friends and my, you know, my family and stuff. And after I came to the conclusion that I wanted to come out publicly, I, I had to came out to my, my girlfriend and she, and she was using my pronouns, my name and pronouns, but that was it. So like, I didn't have like, I didn't, I didn't have any like friends that I had told or family that I had told. And, uh, the place that I was working was called kid sports, which is pretty much like an alternate, like an alternative to, um, YMCA. So it was just like another one in, that was in Eugene. Uh, it was a really small, like company. It was like probably like 10, 15 max employees, um, and uh, it was it was a really positive experience. I told them, you know, I went in there and was like, "Look, I'm you, I'm I'm trans. I I'm like changing my name. You know, I I brought someone. I like I went and talked to the the person that I felt like most comfortable with uh with in in administration, and um they were really positive about it. They asked me how I wanted to go about it, um and they had suggested uh for it to be included in an email, and I was like. And I, I liked that idea. I liked the idea of just like putting it in with the weekly things like, by the way, we have a name name update. Like I was just like, whatever, throw it, throw, yeah. throw it in there like all at once. I don't have to have those conversations every single time, you know, and yes. we were in a place where people actually read those things. And so it was really nice and it was a really smooth transition. And it made it made it to where I was so pumped to go to work because not it was like another space that wasn't like just my girlfriend that was calling me and being affirming and I was able to like use my name and my pronouns and like everybody did like a wonderful shift in things. Um it was a very, you know, queer uh, you know, you could tell there were other people like me in the business, which was nice and helpful. Um, I think even the one of the don't the sponsors, like the big sponsors was um a, a queer person so I, it was a very positive environment and that gave me the confidence to be able to you know write more confidently on there like my name my dead name and then in parentheses my real name and then i did the same thing as you when i came into interviews and things after i left that job it was just immediately exclusive like like telling them i'm trans that's why the name things my paperwork's going to say something different don't call me that. Don't let anybody know that name. Like that's not what yeah. we're doing here. Um, because you know, there, there are not always a lot of positive experiences like that. You know, like I've, mm -hmm. I've been called like all kinds of names by employees that were working with me at McDonald's and things that were just like, you know, here in, here in Tennessee that were just, just like calling me a bunch of like random, like, like it was like, even a gay, it was one of the gay guys, on the um not one of them it was just a gay guy the only gay guy i could tell but you know, <laughs> here in here in tennessee there you know we try to stick together and so it was it was kind of interesting to have that person be the one that was calling me these names and things that i was like even even other people were like out of everybody in this story you're gonna be the one that's talking all this shit and stuff so that was yeah. I, i've definitely had you know had some alt like no it wasn't like a physical altercation but definitely verbal to where I had to just kind of leave. So it didn't become that situation, but um, it's not always, it's not always easy to navigate because 
they're, they're, a lot of times they're not the only person that feels that way. And then you're in, at work, like, who do I, you know, who can I really trust? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, thankfully, I haven't. Well, you know, <laughs> ooh, let's bring it up. So I've worked in several different Michael's locations. Mm-hmm. Um, and most of them were fantastic. Um, with no problems. Um, but I had a manager, one of them, who boy, she was something else. Uh, she, she said to my face once, if you don't vote for Trump, you're an idiot. Knowing exactly the whole who thing. I am yeah, the and what he situation. was doing. <laughs> yeah. She would dead name me over the phone and conference calls to the entire oh. Oh district. And then when she did it, she would just like pat me on the back. Like, sorry. I guess that was her attempt at like, oh, sorry, bud, you know. Sorry, I had to. Um, yeah, she was very, uh, yeah. very condescending and very rude. And so, you know, I'm, I'm just, you know, there's sucky people and yeah uh i didn't report her mm-hmm. on honestly i'm it's it sounds so fucking dramatic when i say that she was abusive yeah it sounds so dramatic like oh oh did your boss abuse you she was a little me you know it it wasn't that she fucking I, I would get in tr- I, I would be the only framer because we don't have any employees. I would be the only framer. She came back from vacation scuba diving in fucking like Aruba or some shit and come back and be mad that I'm only two weeks behind when it's a miracle that I'm not four weeks behind when right. I'm the only one yeah. working my ass to the bone, working 16 hour days, working yeah. fucking seven days a week working fucking coming right. in whenever you call me like yeah just a lot of times the in, worst <laughs> yeah and i feel like a lot of times in the workplace that like there are these there are the like there's this need for there to be just this i work harder for than you like i work more hours or i work this and it's such like a negative space that yes like, it seems like more recently at least in the in the business um circles that i follow online and the ones that i choose to be involved in are way more like positivity focused and like kindness and like like equaling soft skills to hard skills anyone can learn hard skills like how to use different platforms you can teach yourself you can do a lot you know you can take courses a lot of times you know your workplace can show you do those courses for you to get better but it's the soft skills like being kind and like practicing like positivity and like not you know in 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 all of those situations like choosing to be more kind about it like your manager wasn't doing in that situation and and it I'm, i'm thankful that it seems that things are at least kind of shifting more towards the work environment and prioritizing employees, especially post COVID needing employees so bad. But, and at the same time, I'm, I'm, I'm thankful because I'm hoping that that will translate for life being easier for trans and queer people in the workspace, because those soft skills are like basic human decency 
now yeah. being prioritized in the workplace. And it's not all, not, not everywhere. You know, people are still trying to grow businesses with old, you know, tactics like that, like, you know, like hard numbers and, you know, the, you know, numbers matter most and like those types of things. So I, I am encouraged by the soft skills that like seem to be slowly, but surely integrated into business. But I still think we're a ways away from that being like an average or a, you know, like usual thing for you to come across. Mm -hmm. I do think that um, maybe I, I felt like I needed to do more because I was the only trans employee. And right. I feel like, I feel like in those situations, it's unfortunate and I shouldn't feel this way, but I feel like in those situations, I resent, I represent the entire trans community. Right. And especially yeah. when there's a hard ass fucking obvious transphobe that is your manager. And she, the only time she would ever say anything good about me was when I was working myself to the bone. Right. She, when I fucking miserable sliced when I sliced my hand open and sealed it up with super glue and kept working. Right. Like, like that's what didn't, we're didn't file of claim or anything like that. Like that was what I, I got a bone thrown at me for, you right. know? And yeah. it's, it's just like, fuck what am i gonna do right yeah <sighs> yeah it's, it's so much pressure and it fe it feels like so much pressure it feels like a lot but it, you know you don't represent all of us yeah i don't I represent like all, all of us all of those co i feel so often like co-workers see us as like one they're like oh you're the only trans person i know so you're gonna be the entire you're gonna represent all of these people of all these different fluid like spectrums of identities you're gonna represent every single one of them and and yeah. they'll and they'll ask you you know sometimes you can be asked on questions that are uncomfortable and things so it's important to know that like you do have rights and protections as a trans person as a person in general in the workplace um i am not like versed in all those legal protections and crap and uh but i do i can tell you that we do have protections and i can tell you that like that's why places that have hr departments in place have them in place for that specific reason because of the workplace environment they prioritize workplace environment a lot of times if they have one of those especially at a bigger a bigger you know business like michael's you know there's there's always gonna yeah. be someone assigned to that and stuff so definitely and there was and yeah. i sh I, sh I should have i never reported right this manager to hr when i really should have because i was i i felt like um i felt like it would have been obvious who said something right yeah it's even just though it's me. anonymous right yeah yeah especially if i mentioned something about being misgendered or something and i'm the only yeah. trans you know what i mean like it's yeah. like not anonymous anymore no right so even yeah. though they say it's anonymous i i felt like that it was putting a target on my back and i didn't right but yeah. I, I should have, I should have. Yeah. So if you're in like one of those situations, you, please, I seriously encourage you to talk to like your HR department, research the laws in your areas, you know, get involved and things like that. Like, because at the end of the, at the end of the day, this is a job, right? Like at the end of, like you, at the end of your shift that ends and you have to live 
for the rest of the day, the rest of the next, you know, until your next one as authentically and you want to be as happy and as, as possible. That happiness of what you do after work is, is, is like it's it's a big reflection of how you feel at from your workplace. So like I would just encourage you to make sure that you're like standing up for what you feel like and you may feel like I'm the only person here. This is like I'm the only one that's experiencing this. So if I report it, it's really just me complaining. But like you don't know if there's other trans people or other queer people that have been feeling that same thing. So if you do have a situation where you feel like you can come comfortably and talk to an HR person or things like that, I definitely encourage you to do so. It, and it's not easy and it's not simple and it's not going to, it's not going to take not bravery. I don't know what the heck that is. What is that? It's not going to take not bravery. Courage. Cur it's going to take, yeah, it's going to take it's courage. Gonna take, exactly. It's going to take bravery. Yeah. And you're going to have to, <laughs> you're going to have to just find it out of somewhere because you, you deserve to be in a better place than that. And if you don't feel comfortable, like, talking that out with someone that you work with in in, uh, in uncomfortable situations like that, or they don't have a, uh, like a, a system set up for you to be able to communicate those things, look for a different job. Like there yeah. are so many different jobs. There's so much money in this world, in these businesses that is circulating, circulating, circulating around that you just like, you have to try somewhere else. Like, you know, you need to maintain and prioritize your mental health and being alive. Cause you, you know, that, that's like mm -hmm. the most important that's more valuable than your job title or how much money that you're making. And, you know, who's to say that you saying those things isn't going to implement great change in your yeah. job. Maybe they just didn't know. Maybe you're the first trans employee they had and it took, it takes you speaking up to have them be like, Oh, Duh, like that makes sense now that you're telling us this, but we've never had any complaints. So we had no reason to change these things. And right. then now your job is your job is more comfortable for you and also any future trans people. Also, you've educated everyone. So right. like that's I actually have a story. Um, I worked at Michael's. Mm -hmm. They didn't have a. They didn't have a system that would show your preferred name on things that were printed uh, out so right. like Instant my name on the dead. schedule Insta oh yeah my name on the schedule my name and also as a framer when you place an order with some when someone places an order with you they get a printout of the a little sample of their framing like what they what they picked out the receipt and all that and it says who your framer is, right? But it wasn't my preferred name. So then Cashiers, I would have you get to get them on the receipt. Yeah, right. So then I would have to scribble it out or use a white out tape pen and write bow on oh, it, which that, looked like that, shit. Like this right. person just dropped $400 on a design for yeah. me and I'm scribbling all over. Like, what the fuck is that? It yeah, looks it's bad. Not professional. Yeah, right. So the district manager came and was saying, and I'm like, Look, they, look at this. They have to agree. Doesn't this, <laughs> doesn't this look unprofessional? Doesn't yeah. this look sloppy? Can we please do something about this? Yeah. And also the schedule. Like, I really don't want anybody to know what that name is. Yeah. The only person that should know what that name is is the manager because they hired me and, and also have to issue checks. my paycheck. Ex right. Exactly. And also, and speaking of that, I don't want anybody seeing my paycheck laying eyes on it unless it's the manager or me. Right. So. <laughs> 
<laughs> so um, that also has to be protected. Yeah. Those things changed mm-hmm. very shortly yeah. after I started complaining directly to the district manager about them. Did yeah. they change? But then I didn't have to scribble it out anymore. And I didn't have to worry about my name on the schedule anymore. It said Bo. So, yeah. you know, bro, for that big of a, and if that's a big business, that's, that's a, that's a lot of employees that now get to have that, like get to benefit from that and from you having that courage and doing that like that means that means a lot and and i also think that it can encourage like making a better workplace environment or at least putting that on the burner somewhere with managers in the sense of like it can like do on like they maybe they're thinking like hey like we want we don't want to have a lawsuit in this situation maybe we should prioritize some like um you know online trainings or like maybe we should like think about you know which employees that we hire and make sure that they actually give a fuck about people you know and prioritize how they're, you know, those types of things when thinking about those things, when hiring people and create like, cause they are in charge of creating that environment. Right. So uh, like that is, that's super cool that you did that in order for like other people to be able to, cause you don't know what other people are going to benefit from those changes that you made. Right. Exactly. Yeah. So now uh, anybody doesn't have to worry about that. And it also, you know, that system also helped our sys employees too, because Um, There were so many women that I worked with who would do framing or whatever, like Margaret didn't go by Margaret. Her name was Peggy and she hated that it was Margaret on the form when she helped. Yeah. She fucking hated that shit. She would scribble it out and say, Peggy, like. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. We're not the only people here. No. Yeah. And those, I think in making those types of environments more comfortable is what makes trans people be able to thrive and be able to feel confident and comfortable because they're not worried about being misgendered. They're not worried about the paperwork that's coming out over here. And that's also on their brain while they're doing all of their tasks and half of somebody else's tasks, all while having the line out the door, like mm-hmm. that, those types of things make a big difference where trans people can thrive and be able to be mad successful and have, you know, and impact mad lives and be mad, good framers and mad, good, you know, designers and things like that. Like, so I, I do think that these creating those environments is so prioritized or needs to be so prioritized. I, I just got back from a business conference in Indianapolis, like a, a month or two ago, um, that I, where I follow this entrepreneur and there was a big, it was, it was called VCon and there's the whole place was just so focused on the like soft skills being prioritized. And there's like people coming to speak about these things like Drew Barrymore and um, like a, a bunch of like, I, like there's so many names I can't even, but there was just so many amazing, incredible like speakers. I, Drew Barrymore is just one of our favorites. Um, <laughs> but that was just so focused and prioritizing the positivity aspect and the soft skills of just being a kind person and having general conversation and like utilizing um, these different types of skills in the workplace and actually realizing that that, that is like a ROI positive. Like you will make money back on that by creating oh, yeah. those environments. And because then people, you know, 
customers feel that when they walk in the door, they, you know, they can feel mm-hmm. if everyone's just like, F you, F this, I'm ready, you know, I'm ready to go. I'm not valued here. None of these things. Customers see that and mon- that makes a money that, that at least makes a monetary difference. And that's what's starting to change the gears of these people that are mo- like in, in the behind the big aspects of business, like making these big decisions, usually based on only about money. And now they're starting to see soft skills equals money, which, and they're like, the brains that can't, for some reason, like, like, even analyze the thought of what, like doing something that didn't immediately make money back. Now they're able to see that that's that that is ROI positive and that's making more money, which makes it more of a priority for everybody's list because the business is all about making more money. So even then, it would be good for those things for us to be able to thrive in those spaces too. Yeah. Uh, I can attest to that directly. I never, I made an hourly wage. I wasn't based off of commission or anything like that. Um, so there, I mean, there weren't really any like monetary incentives to like make big sales or big designs and stuff like that. Besides the fact that, you know, I was also certified preservationist. So some things are better for preservation sake Mm. or whatever but anyway i was really good at my job and i would continuously crush my sales goal like crush it like leave it in the flipping dust like double triple it consistently because i'm just good with fucking people and i connect with them i'm an empath like and a lot of the things i mean as a framer it was a very emotionally demanding job. A yeah. lot of the things these people want framed are very precious. Heirlooms and a yeah. lock of a lock of their baby's hair that didn't make it. Yeah. Um, a christening gown, like right. grandma's uh, things. Sure. Right. Your grandma's funeral portrait. Right. So many funeral portraits I've done. Like th- these are precious precious things to these people yeah. that they're surrendering to me right. handing over $500. Right. You and, have to emotionally you know, match that to make me feel comfortable. Trust me. Right. Yeah. You, I, you, in, in our half hour interaction, you have to know that I cherish this thing just as much as you do. I'm going to do exactly what you want. I'm going to do right by you and you're going to love it. Cause I'm and, handing it to you. Right. And right. I, I've, getting rewarded, getting praised for doing good work, making emotional connections and feeling safe at my job makes me want to do those things more. Right. I, uh, my, my boss would sometimes just, he knew my coffee order. He would just buy me coffee and, you know, gender me correctly. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, I'm making him thousands of dollars, you know, because yeah. I'm working hard at my job because I feel safe. And I also Supported. know that my right, that my coworkers will protect me should a customer get a little fucking froggy. And they have. Yeah. Um, I've been harassed at work while I'm trying to help somebody. And I just. I just stopped. I just stopped helping. I didn't say anything. And I walked to the back right. and then I'm on the radio and I'm like, Bernard, I need you to come to the, I need you to do this guy. I can't do yeah, it. I'm not doing this guy. No. Yeah. He came right to this guy. 
he came right to that guy and you know what i'm not to call not to call him out or anything this happened um you know allegedly allegedly this might allegedly word on the street is allegedly so the program that we use auto populates with the same frame and the same single mat just as like a starting point and then you click on it and change it and then you can click on the mat and change it it's just like what it is but the starting frame is super expensive mm -hmm. um it is one of the options like some people like that frame and they go with it sure. but um it's super expensive and this guy was just really rude to me and he just um he had a standard size poster which it was 24 by 36. We had lots of shelf frames that were 24 by 36 and it could just fit in, but he was being an ass to me. So I just, I couldn't help right. him anymore. Okay. So yeah. um, he's at the custom framing counter. And yeah. so instead of Bernard being like, oh, that's 24 by 36, this guy expressed that he didn't want to spend a lot of money. Yeah. And um, so <laughs> it's <laughs> instead of Bernard, allegedly, <laughs> Instead of Bernard being like, well, you could just get a 24 by 36 on the shelf and be done with it. <laughs> Allegedly, <laughs> he put it into custom framing with that just and he was like, all right, it's going to be 300 and something dollars. And the guy just paid it. <laughs> well, then screw it. You know what Allegedly. I mean? And then allegedly Bernard came in the back and was like, I took care of it. Like, I handled it, bro. He like he like tossed the the frame it like the order form at me to have me look at the price or whatever, and he was like, "You don't mess with my employees. You don't mess with my employees." Oh my gosh, that is. <laughs> and I was like, oh, "Shut up! You did not." <laughs> yes, that's how that's how people want to feel respected and protected in the <laughs> workplace. That's I mean that's really look, we're just I'm not we just saying be equal. I'm not saying bamboozle your customers, but he heard the price and he was okay with paying that. He so purchased it. he no. purchased it. He liked it. He got, yeah. you know, he just no. didn't get the cheapest option. <laughs> no, no, dude. No, you, that's, that, that, that's exactly what, you know, what everybody is hoping and dreaming for as a uh, manager to be able to have that, you know, you don't fuck with my, my people, you know, Mentality. I would, I would die for that man. I'll say it. <laughs> wow, that's incredible. I would die for that man if he ever wanted me to. I love my job now, but like, sure. if if something were to ever happen, or if he needed me to volunteer for him one weekend or something, all I he has you, to bro. do is call <laughs> me, bro. <laughs> yes. And I'm now, on my way. Yes, exactly. <laughs> and now you're able to share like and make people other people make like there could be someone listening to this right now that has is working at Michaels and is like, I'm not sure. Like, you know I what I'm saying? Bernard, oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah, oh my God, you're right. I I I've heard some stories of like some stores, you know, I of course it varies store by store, but I do right. know company wide. Yeah. They they like have implements in place right. to make trans people comfortable. Yeah, I and would. If they don't, you can report them. Like that's their yeah. they're cool with the gays. That's why they're the you know Hobby Lobby's bad. Michaels is good. Like right, they I see. Yeah, <laughs> no, and I think people should keep that in mind too when they're going to like apply for jobs. Like a lot of places, like a lot of people 
that are in the queer community will want to apply for Starbucks, you know, because it's known to be more inclusive. So I would definitely make sure that you're researching the businesses that you're looking to work at. If you have, you know, like I know there's a lot of small, you know, really small towns where you might not have that luxury of going through to pick, a, but there, hopefully if you, there's one, there might be another, a second one to do some research and be able to see like, Am I, will I be comfortable here? Is there any kind of reviews that I've seen like on this place? Do I have any like personal referrals to places that are already comfortable? So keep in mind of those, those things when you go to apply to these places and try to be a little bit more selective, um, especially if you're a hard worker, because it seems like there's a lot of hard workers needed in a lot of different workplaces um, and things like that. So prioritize what, you know, your feeling and how you're feeling and make sure, um, yeah, just to keep working hard out there. I know it can be tough to be out there and in the dirt, working your butt off, and then also having to deal with all this other extra crap on top of it that shouldn't even necessarily be part of the equation. But um, I'm proud mm -hmm. of you for handling it. And uh, I'm proud of you that you're even here listening to this because you're clearly wanting it to be better. You're clearly wanting to manage this um, a little bit better by clicking this. And I hope we helped at least a teeny tiny bit. A um, little bit. Yeah, comment below if you've had like some experiences with uh, good, bad work experiences, or if you have questions about being trans in the workplace. I will even link some things down below because I don't have them off the top of my head, but I will link a resource for you guys to be able to look into like trans uh, resources or trans rights in the workplace. And yes, yes, we. I do know, guys. regardless of like what is like legal hr wise and stuff i do know that retaliation is illegal so you right. can for sure report that you know if nothing gets done about your hr report and your boss retaliates because they find out that you're the one that did the hr report right you can report that behavior that's as well illegal, that's right yeah right that's right. definitely something you can report so you know hopefully that's not a situation that none of you have to be in but it's something it's something to keep in mind because some people do face those things definitely yeah do your research do the research for in your area um i just be safe out there people we freaking love you and we want to we want to keep encouraging that anything is possible yes the if, chest if you're on the youtube you can see the chest me and oh Bo are God. just living our best lives out here trying to soak up our new chests get used to it, <laughs> love on them, see what's going on. Still digesting that we even got these top surgeries. I know, oh it's so gosh. fucking wild. I'm starting scar massages now, so I'm excited about that because I have one side that has like a big like chunk of like scar tissue, so I'm really trying to like massage it out and stuff. So I'm starting that soon. Nice. Loving it. It's hot. So I've been wearing my tank top. So everything's covered, but I'm like still feeling that affirmation. Yeah. Yes. So I love that for you, bro. Thanks, dude. I hope that uh, if you're listening to this, that you have a magnificent day. And if you need us, you know where to find us. And you'll probably hang out with us hopefully next Sunday when we drop the next episode over and over every Sunday. So every Sunday, be there or be square. We love you. Have a good day. Oh, bye bye. Bye bye.